Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hello, welcome, Dr. Stephen Green, the success doctor. Really important podcast today. Get your listening on, get your note-taking ready. This is like all podcasts about taking action, things you as a parent or student can do right away, right away to maximize your education. That's the theme of the Make the Rate podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and let's get to it. So here's what's happening. About 40%, 50%, 30%, depending on the time of year, my caseload, are prepping students all over the world for the really important college admissions tests, specifically the SAT exam and the ACT exam. What I want to talk about, I'm going to give away some really good content here, is some strategies specifically on how to approach these really important tests. Some of this information will apply to both tests exactly. Some has to be massaged a little bit, and I'll try to point that out. Uh, but I'm going to break it up over multiple episodes. So this episode is going to focus on the reading area of these tests. On the SAT, reading is the first section of the test. The first thing a student would see, basically when the test proctor says, ready, set, go. With the ACT, it is the third section a student will see. But good news, strategy is very, very similar. So this is geared for the student who is going to be taking these tests or maybe already has and is trying to improve their uh, scores, in other words, getting more answers correct. Parents, pass this information along to your kids. So here's the deal. When you approach reading passages, and there are multiple ones in each test, five on the SAT, four on the ACT, one of the limitations is time. Students do not have the luxury of spending unlimited time, or at least unlimited within their comfort zone, to read these. So one of the limitations is how much time do you have to read it? If you look at the SAT, there's about 13 minutes to complete reading a passage and answering the questions. In the ACT, much less, nine minutes. Nine, actually a little bit less, eight minutes, 45 seconds to do the same task, read it, in that case, 10 questions. So what I'm gonna to try to do here is give you a strategy that will accelerate the ability to answer the questions, okay? In any case, and listen up, in any case, the most important commodity here is being able to really understand what the questions are asking. So let me repeat that. The biggest skill you can have as a test taker is to have a really strong understanding and a strong command of what the questions want you to do. The answers are gonna be in the reading, in the content of the reading, but you gotta know what you're looking for in order to find it. So, essentially, Approaching a reading passage, one or two major uh, decisions you can do. Number one, I'm going to call this traditional, is you would read the passage, and they're typically 80 to 100 lines. Uh, the average person takes around four to six minutes to read it. You could read it and then answer the questions. The reason I call it traditional is because basically this is how most people do it, because it's normally how you would do something in school. Why would you do it this way? briefly because typically the idea of when you read it is to identify the most important information 
oh, look, this is important. Eh, not so important. This is supporting the important stuff. And if you wanted to, theoretically, you could outline it, which I teach a lot of in the maximum education curriculum. But in this case, here's the disconnect. If you were reading a, a history passage or an English passage or something in school, the, the assumption, probably correctly, is that you're going to get tested on the most important information. So you sift through the information, pull out what you think is important, identify it, outline it, however you're going to keep track of it. Then the assessment comes and you're ready. Here's the rub. On these exams, what the questions are going to ask about is typically not what most people would identify as the most important information. It's just how it is. Sometimes it's based on minutia. Sometimes it's based on comparing things that you might not have thought to compare. Sometimes it's, it's what's an author's attitude about something or a character's viewpoint on something that you might understand but wouldn't have thought to be primary main material. So here's plan B, which is to not read the entire passage en masse in the beginning. That is not to say, let me be clear, you're not going to read it at all. You're just not going to read it straight up. Instead, you're going to go to the questions. You're going to look at the questions and you're going to classify these questions. Are these questions specific kind of questions? In other words, they're going to require much less reading. A lot of the SAT questions have line references. In line 6, in lines 12 to 14, in line 29 to 42, just in the test I'm looking at right in front of me here, uh, the word wandered in line 40 means what? These types of questions are specific. You do not need a huge amount of reading or a huge amount of content and content evaluation typically to answer them. So you would identify this questions with an S. Flip side, general, G. These are questions that are going to require a more robust amount of reading. Okay? Main idea questions. The narrator of the passage can best be described as what? The main idea of this passage is what? Compared to the beginning of the passage, the attitude of the character is what at the end? These are things that are going to take some analysis. But as I said before, important thing, you know it's coming now. So here's the idea, the, the sort of skinny of it, is we look at the questions, we make an assessment of the work it's going to take to answer that question. Is it going to be something that can be answered by reading a narrow amount of material, and that's usually dictated and told you in the question, or is it something it is going to require a more robust amount of reading, possibly even the entire passage. And then as you're reading, now you've got that information in the back of your mind or accessible to you to try to have a better understanding of that. Okay, really important. Now, a couple of little details. In the SAT specifically, there are typically two sets of questions that go together. So you might have a question, uh, whatever it is, uh, this character does whatever, or, or the, the idea of this in line 58 is whatever. And then they'll have a question right after that says, which choice from a list below, A, B, C, or D, best provides the evidence for the answer you put for the question above? And so these are all things that um, you're going to have to take into account. But just to circle back and to put kind of a, a ribbon on this, so to speak, strategy one, read the entire passage, answer questions. I call that the traditional one. The system I teach most of my students, not always all, because some of them are just more comfortable with other systems, but I'd say 90% very, very effectively. And effectively means read, if you're reading, 
they get more answers right, is to do an analysis of the questions and then use the questions and the content in the questions, super critical, what the question wants to help to identify what's important in the passage and to answer it. I think that's the best way to do it. It's certainly the most efficient way to do it, okay? And it's also less stressful. One of the keys to success on these tests is to relax. When you're relaxed, your better abilities come out, your timing is better, and all this. So I'm gonna encourage everybody, try this the next time you do a reading passage. Uh, when I'm working with a student one-on-one, -on -one, we're, we're, we're in a group, we're actually breaking this down and doing it together. But it's something you could try. If you need help, please reach out. Everybody knows if you listen to this podcast, I love to engage with my audience and my supporters. So that's the key. The key, the key I'm going to call that the specific and general system, SG, specific general, happens to be by initials. Huh. Go figure. What a coincidence. <laughs> um, so Dr. Stephen Green, the success doctor, trying to give you, the student, and you, the parents, actionable items you can use right now to maximize your education. You can email me, S-G-R-E-E-N-E, -E -E, at makethegrade.net. Go to my website, makethegrade.net. You can reach out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. at makethegrade, or search anything makethegrade. I've tried to be really consistent with that branding. Uh, one little tidbit, if you're listening, I am launching the Make the Grade community designed for parents and students to help get immediate answers to these questions all in one place so I don't have to be monitoring seven different channels all at the same time. Please share what you have here. Uh, this is about the 15th episode. Uh, we'll be at 100 before you know it. Uh, but I, I would like to believe anybody who has access to this has the ability to become a stronger student and the ability to maximize their education. That's my mission. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please let me know what questions you have. Next week, writing strategies. Week after that, math. And we'll go from there. Thank you very much. See you next time. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.